0: Of Alice Knights hiatus no so we've been at it uh, for I, without the Knights break back I guess to the summer of 19 would have been the last time we've kind of uh,
1: yeah been off almost 19, two years 20 to
0: 2021 so it's been a long stretch and we appreciate all of the contributions on the University Honda text line the Downward Dog phone line and hope that we can finish strong together over these next several weeks as we bring the Joe Beaver Show uh, to uh, a conclusion and the longest run it's ever had because of the Joe Show and of a, a subset of the Joe Beaver Show. So if you have any comments you'd like to make, we have a guest at 1130, Audrey Luckner from the Oregon State track and field team. She'll join us to talk about uh, what's ahead for her and the great career she's had at Oregon State, it was a classic waylay job on yours truly's part, uh, and it's just it goes to show how these things work out sometimes. I believe we're going to have Lindsay McShane on tomorrow. She's a uh, PR. Yep, we'll get that confirmed, but I think she will be her joining second us PR in the Hammer at 12:05 tomorrow.
1: I would love to. I'd love to talk with her um, about the Hammer. Because I've always been fascinated by that, uh, you know, the uh, the discipline of that whole... I would love to be able to, to try throwing a hammer just for fun. I don't care yeah. if it goes five feet. Just for fun to see what that's like, you know? I mean, when you're young and you've got something on a rope and you're out in the woods, you're hucking things around. I th- I just always thought the hammer would be fun. And I don't remember them having it in high school as an option. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't i'm know. sure they did but i just didn't i wasn't really exposed to track and field until after high school um and we had a track and field team it's just running wasn't my thing
0: <laughs> it is the primal thing though isn't it that's why yeah
1: you
2: know,
0: try I, I suppose fighting and boxing people could argue is you're
2: trying and, to
0: save your life and fight you know animals yeah. other people you know, whatever the case may be but running you know that's what fascinated me as a young kid watching Jim Thorpe All-American when they talked about and the sheer joy of running there's a there's a scene where Burt Lancaster has books falling out he's trying to study at Carlisle and he's he's not able to he's not doing well with his studies and he and I remember it so well and it led me to want to run myself seeing this scene books tumbling onto his head and this kind of a dreamlike sequence and he's going crazy and the narrator who was Charles Bickford playing Pop Warner and so Jim turned to the one outlet that he'd always had the sheer joy of running <laughs> and they they show him leaving his his room and his study where he's just put he shoves the books aside and just Bert Lancaster yeah. slash Jim Thorpe takes off running
1: yeah I've heard of that and 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 that whole idea of just people have to do it you know my longtime friend has run ultra marathons and he was just in corvallis this weekend doing the the mcdonald forest oh that 50. was this weekend okay yeah and uh world with which
0: we're not familiar
1: exactly and and so i'm like and he's 56 years old yes he is i can't believe he's running you know what is it 50 miles or maybe it was 30 miles it's I'm incredible not, it's unbelievable and they're doing it on trails unfamiliar i just uh two weekends ago Went and saw an aunt I haven't seen in years. And while at her house, a cousin I haven't seen in 25 years, 30 years was there. And we got to talking. And they're from Coos Bay. Direct cousin. I just haven't seen her in a long time. And I just, you know, one thing leads to another. You're talking Coos Bay. And, and i like, well, what's the Prefontaine thing like down there? And she told a few stories. But apparently, Prefontaine's mom kept calling my cousin my uncle's house. Because she would get confused as to what phone number was the the pharmacy or something. (laughs) No, Mrs. Prefontaine. Here's the number. Here you go. And and I thought that was interesting. But she said, and I saw this in the movie Without Limits, Mm -hmm. something about Prefontaine running because he needed to run to get away from bullies.
0: Hmm. Right.
1: Right. But the thing about that is that doesn't explain the talent. And the ability. We all have to run away from bullies at one point in our childhood. <laughs> or a <but> do, dog. <laughs> are we all world-class runners, though?
0: No, no, you're right. It doesn't explain it. But it may account to the early interest in, in running as a, you know, well, pre-discovering the bullies are after me, and he's able to yeah, yeah look back over his shoulder. Well, I'm done with those guys <laughs> for today. Anyway. And then, hey, maybe I can do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... Yeah, and the the Mel Brooks routine, the 2,000-year-old man, uh, well, you're 2,000 years of a Carl Reiner interview, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know you, you, 2,000 years, you know, how did you do You know, well, I've run a lot, you know. <laughs> well, you know, and then something like, well, what led, you know, What? what why did you start running? And Brooks, mainly fear, <laughs> which. It's <laughs> true. It's true. I mean, whenever I see the Born films, I always, back in the day when I was doing a little more what by no comparison is running, but when I was able, physically able yeah. to go on long, slow, enjoyable running. Oh, you were
1: a, a running fool.
0: Jogs, and, I mean, in the warm sun and all, I missed those days desperately. Yeah. But, you know, I would always try to sell it to, to you know, my wife and, and others who may have taken, you know, running takes time. That's one of the things <laughs> that... The ultra marathoners and so on, I, I commend them, A, for the discipline to do it, the physicality to be able to do it, mm-hmm. all of that, but also the ability to make the time, carve out the time. Yeah. Because to run marathons, you have to be almost maniacally committed. Running has to almost take the central focus of your life yeah. to be able to do that, yeah. to get the run in and get the workout in. And people that are able to do that, I. On a certain level, commend, also covet. I shouldn't, but I, I mean, how, yeah. how they work that all out in time right. to be able to discipline themselves and do it. Probably early before the birds you know, 4.35 in the morning, rocky with the eggs and drinking yeah. the shake. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can get, there are, there are always hours.
1: And they're, they're adults, so they have yeah. jobs.
0: Yeah, no, they do it. It's amazing to me, but... You know, the thing that, that I used to see born, you know, running away from people, saying, i see, it's important. You never know when you might have to run for your life, Ben Gazara.
1: <laughs> One thing about that running back when I would jog a couple of miles is how, I can't imagine because I would get bored.
0: Yes. No, I know.
1: How, what does an ultra marathoner do for they, 24 hours? They
0: have to get into it. I mean, it, it, boredom, I mean, just the sheer, if we have anybody that does them, feel free to jump in here. We'd love to hear from somebody, oh, yeah, I ran the 50K this weekend, or whatever Uh, you did. Yeah,
1: I just put my headphones on. We don't
0: talk. I mean, whenever we've opened the phones, we've talked about these subjects off and on through the years on the Joe Beaver Show. We're in year 19 now. When we begin in the fall, it'll be the 20th year together, doing shows together. So we've talked about almost everything at some point or another. But if you, we haven't, I don't think, really ever talked to a guest, maybe once or twice that does these things, yeah. that, that runs ultra marathons. The sheer level of, of focus and attention and intensity to be able to do that is, again, it's a, a world with which I'm not familiar. I've done a few half marathons. Yeah. But boredom, I don't think, is, I've talked to a lot of people who say the problem with running is the tedium of it. They mm-hmm. don't like it. I, I've, there's a runner's, there's something that I have experienced when you
1: the get going high.
0: long enough. It's been a long time since I felt it, but there is there is that there you get into a zone of some sort where thoughts and clarity and you you're able to work things out that you've been puzzling over and grappling with and struggling with. I miss that. I don't have those moments of clarity like that anymore. Probably why I keep saying backslash on uh, on ads and getting letters from people. It's not backslash. Just say slash on some of these. You know, go to OSUbeavers.com slash, but I've said backslash because I'm not getting moments of clarity while
1: running. <laughs> so I blame well, it on Well, but that. they're right because it could be forward slash and you could no, be wrong. No, they are
0: right. And, and I had a letter, an anonymous letter that I received over the weekend saying, Mike, I've got it. And he didn't sign. He, she didn't yeah. sign the letter, but corrected me and then just said, shame on you. And I, well, shame on yeah, you? Yeah, shame on you. Now, there's plenty to be ashamed about. And, and I should be ashamed shame. of that. And I am ashamed of many things.
1: For <laughs> shame. Less shamed,
0: I'm less shamed, ashamed of that the whole slash <laughs> thing than I am of many other things but <laughs> but the but the listener who has been hearing that you know took yeah. the time to write an anonymous letter to correct and say shame on you and and you know I'm deeply grateful
1: I'm that. glad to know you get letters like that because oh, so do yeah. I oh, of course you're the worst baseball <laughs> announcer I've ever heard this guy said and he oh, left his guess. phone number I called him up I said, why you, Why you, you... turned
0: why? him around, though, right? I mean, you ended up having Well, he had
1: to if he wanted to save his soul. <laughs> I, I said, first of all, you left your phone number, so I'm going to call you. I said, why would you write me that? Yeah, I, I, I really know, don't understand. And he goes, well, I'm not a bad guy. I said, yeah, you are. To you take the time to do a that bad doesn't guy.
0: make him a bad guy.
1: Right. nice person. I, I said, you are you. not a good guy. And I said, you're probably that dad, that uncle that everybody can't stand because you think you know everything and you have to tell them. Because I said, why'd you do it? And he goes, well, because you're bad and you need to know it. Oh, I said, <laughs> I said, you're nuts. And, and we, it was, he goes, and I didn't call that show you have, because I didn't want to embarrass you. Oh. I said, you know what? You would have made the biggest fool out of yourself. And then by the end of the call, I said, I said, I said, look, I forgive you, whether he needed it or not. I, I said, you. I just let you know, you, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that to people. And the only reason why I called you is because you left your phone number. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm sorry. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, okay, goodbye.
0: Yeah, I yeah the, the, the need, to, you know, the compulsion or whatever to write such a, a letter. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost understand the anonymous one about slash, backslash, forward slash, and all that. I mean, I... I should know better, and I should, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, I I
1: mean, come on. A quick little note on an email or a quick little note that says, hey, it's not, mm -hmm. don't say backslash. It could be forward, just say slash. Otherwise, you're the greatest or whatever they want to (laughs) say. But for shame, when you say shame, I think of that scene in Game of Thrones when she has to walk through the town square naked, and they're all, shame, shame,
0: shame. (laughs) Haven't seen that particular scene because of the, 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 Style of which Lydia sent us the editing V-A, thing, yeah, yeah, vid angel, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever
1: it is. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, you know, it was yes, weird, I,
0: I'm sure, I'm sure it was old
1: school stuff.
0: We have open phones on the Joe Beaver show. Do you know the experience of how you find a way to be disciplined enough to do these these long running things? John says running didn't catch with him being a little boring
1: well that team. and i'm 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 fat now but when i was young i was built you know yeah. no, too I, short and muscly and it would hurt i would pound I gotcha. my legs too much yeah
0: no it's not for everybody you know no. obviously and i never ran and i mean what i did doesn't qualify as running. It, it does. Long. It well, does because again, you there's again there's on a spectrum. It's not very far up
1: that. It spectrum. doesn't matter but if yes, you're running. Yes. If you're running a mile or you're running a, an ultra marathon, you're 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 running. You're getting if you're if you're running long enough to get into that runner's high. Yeah. Which I'm sure that you did do,
0: happen a few times. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and even just enjoying it and getting your heart rate right. up for 20 minutes, then you're running. You're yeah. a runner, and you are a runner. You can't do it now, but you are a runner. At least you were a runner.
0: To find my way back somehow, some way, but I don't know That is is kind of a that, that's a. I, I, I don't use the. Word, I, mean, I don't say depressing thing
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I I know and you know depression is, is much bigger right. and more important than that. I'm I'm saying that I miss it.
1: It's a sad thing that you can't do it right now.
0: But let's take a break. Uh, we'd love to hear from you at four nine seven fifty three fifty six before Audrey Lookner. Who is a runner? She'll join us at 1130. <laughs> but if you have anything to contribute along the lines of, well, this is how I've experienced it, how you do it, how you've carved it out in your life. D- did you anybody you know run this past weekend? You're saying that happened this past weekend, huh? the mcdonald forest yeah see again so unfamiliar are we that i didn't know that
1: well i didn't either and uh, my friend's wife who um you know like supports him and Mm -hmm. gives him stuff and all that we would go and sit with her to keep her company and just kind of you know you know i wouldn't say party but associate with all the other people hey how you doing and it's kind of a community and she texted me on i think friday afternoon or no was it saturday anyway it was a day late and i'm like oh we had plans to go to portland and go out to dinner with my brother and we would have been there with her in a heartbeat but Mm -hmm. just didn't know and she said i'm sorry i only you know it only just got thrown together oh
0: oh okay i don't know that it was a day uh, it It wasn't
1: a day but it was just too quick the
0: get together just got thrown together not the event itself (laughs)
1: well the she said the event kind of or, or maybe it was my friend mike's decision and ability to run in it but she didn't have a lot of time to let us know otherwise we would have been there for him and it's interesting it's fascinating there's so many runners and they're coming out of these trails Mm -hmm. and it's up by that cabin area by the lake you know in in uh, corvallis and the community supports each other and they all know each other even though they may live far away and it's a very tight-knit community and it's really cool yeah now Being my size and walking around there makes you feel kind of weird, but uh, (laughs) not everybody's a runner.
0: That is on the the table today. If you have any thoughts about the Beaver baseball weekend, about the spring scrimmage, uh, did you watch Yogi and Nigel together? Did you attend? Did you go back and watch it later? Do you have any first, second, third impressions on some of the players, the new players, anything that stood out to you? The softball win was a tremendous walk-off for Frankie Hamoudi yesterday, and I've heard that the detail on the game-winning homer, the walk-off homer, was uh, interesting. I don't know if Josh knows it. He called it a good call on the game-winning homer. Josh, if you're listening, call us now. If you're listening, wherever you may be, as the great one would say, 497-5356, because I heard there were some extenuating circumstances on That home run that Frankie hit. Like what? Well, that the left fielder, that it might have been a foul ball, but the left fielder, it was going to go foul, but the left fielder touched it while it was still fair, and then the ball went over the fence. That's what I'm hearing about that. That's interesting. So if any of you have thoughts on that, yesterday, for the first time all year, I got exercised by the home plate umpire. I I I heard you. I, I just... It was incredible to me, but uh, but those of you who may have watched the game, maybe Rich Burke, who's a you know a better announcer and a better uh, study you know study, student of the game, and may understand. He may have said, "Well, you know, the fans are saying this, but the pitch caught the plate. as it caught? Yeah, I don't know." So I'm just saying to you, if any of you watched that yesterday and have any comment about that, was it as I thought it was? T- I thought the zone was terrible, but maybe you're saying, eh, hey, uh, okay, <laughs> whatever your thoughts are." 53-56.
1: I broke up the no hitter. I mean, the perfect game. Good.
0: I'm glad you did. I said, "I mean, I've, I haven't had moments like this very often, John. Maybe two or three in all the years." Mm-hmm. The one zero pitch to four. The one one pitch to Garrett Forrester, high and inside for ball two. two uh, I mean, I just went into it, sing-songy-like, because it was. Yeah. It wasn't even close to a strike. And the guy calls it a strike. I mean, I'm not, I'm bad, but not that bad. I know that pitch was high and inside. And then, and then.
1: And then what are
0: you supposed to do then? How do then you recover from an,
1: that? And on the next pitch, or a pitch not long from that, the fan says, that was where it was the last <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> they were joking. They were wrong. Yeah. It was right. funny. But, wh- I mean, Rich was by himself yesterday, and he is a, a decorum. He, he is a picture of decorum and propriety on the air, which I ain't. But I'm curious to know what, if anything, you made of that yesterday. We'll take a break. We'll get a quick thought before we talk to Audrey Luckner. Thanks for joining us on 1240 Joe Radio.
3: Okay. Is there ever a reason you wouldn't want to feel confident? <laughs> I didn't think so. At the Natty Dresser in downtown Albany, confidence is exactly what we want to inspire. When you wear quality clothing that fits you perfectly, you feel great and act with confidence. Don't just dress for where you are, dress for where you want to be. The Natty Dresser, purveyors of quality menswear on the corner of 2nd and Broad Albany Street in historic downtown Albany. Dress well, be confident, find success.
1: Right now at your local Domino's, you can carry out any size pizza with unlimited toppings for only $12.99 when ordering to carry out at the store, by phone, or online with a C12 code. Also, Domino's is now hiring for all positions. Domino's offers flexible hours, pay raises, and bonuses for managers and drivers leave with cash in their pocket after every shift. Apply online at Domino's.com or stop by the Domino's store in Monmouth, Staten, Lebanon, Albany, or Corvallis. Domino's, delivering oven-baked goodness since 1960.
4: Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, Corvallis Floor Covering would like to thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and looks forward to working with you on your next remodeling project. Stop by and see Wendy, Robin, or Brian and check out their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate tile, wood floorings, and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to corvallisfloorcovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go back beefs.
5: Have you tried to trade in or sell your RV? Was the offer from the RV dealer embarrassingly low? Guarantee will give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition.
6: My name is Tanya and I live in Harrisburg. We used our trailer a few times last fall and it was just too small for our family. Guarantee made us a good faith offer for our RV that we couldn't refuse. Now we have the perfect RV and the kids love the bunk beds.
5: Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for cash for campers.
7: My name is Chet and I live in Eugene. Guarantee made it so easy. They picked up my old RV and swapped it out for a brand new one with plenty of storage and a beautiful new kitchen. Well, they even paid off my existing
5: loan. Text Sell My RV to 55678 for special offers or visit guarantee.com. That's sellmyrv to 55678. Guarantee RV here to help you sell or trade your RV with no hassles and no gimmicks.
0: We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Paul has called the Downward Dog phone line. This is a different Paul. A new Paul. Than usually calls. So grateful to meet somebody new perhaps on the show. Paul, thank you. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show.
1: No,
8: this is the old (laughs) Paul. Oh,
1: wow. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Are you you sick?
8: Yeah, I know. Pardon?
0: Are you feeling under the weather?
8: Well, you know, I had a stroke back in November, so I'm still working my way back from that. But, well, your voice sounds um, different. Yeah, The you timbre, sound everything
0: different. sounds different today than usual. Than so I, when I said week, to John, I said, is that Paul? He said, yeah, but it's not our Paul, is how he put it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're our Paul. Good to have you, Paul. I hope you're doing fine. What's on your mind?
8: Well, you know, uh, I was listening to your call and then watching, and I, I think I was looking down when you got exercised about that pitch, <laughs> and then... And then it came on on the screen, and I'm going, "My goodness, that is crazy that that was called a strike, yes. you know and the announcer t v announcers were uh questioning that call too, believe it or not, so uh yeah it was it was not a strike.
0: No, it hmm. wasn't, and that wasn't the only one. Now, the, Garrett, no, the no. Garrett Forrester play may have been, the Garrett Forrester leaning into the pitch may have been the right call as much as I was disappointed in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah. if, Rich, if Rich Burke, who was working solo yesterday, said as much. I didn't get too too agitated over Garrett being called out if the umpire Macias was saying he intentionally got into the way of the pitch.
8: Yeah, it did seem like he was leaning that way, and whether that was an effort to move his body out of the way or not, uh, it certainly looked like he was moving into the pitch.
0: Yeah, and but, uh, yeah. and give, but the yeah. problem with that, the cumulative effect at that point is, even if that call was right, <laughs> there yeah. was a, there was an effect at that point of oh, here we go again with this guy, exactly. you know, in the calls.
8: Yeah. So it, it was not a good call. But uh, I sent John some pictures from years ago when the Knights were playing.
0: Oh, this is Paul Rents. Okay, see, now the whole time we're sitting there thinking – it's the other Paul right. who calls every day, yeah. Paul. And so we thought, boy, your voice. Are Are you feeling okay? Yeah. So our apologies. <laughs> you sent You sent me this morning, Paul, one of the best photographs I've ever received from you or anyone, and that's a photograph of Lydia, my daughter, when she was working with me on Corvallis Nights broadcasts, doing what was probably the first ever interview at Goss Stadium, at Coleman Field with a young man named Nick Madrigal playing for the Corvallis yes. Knights in the summer of 2015 and there's Lydia interviewing Nick and you shot it and sent it to me today. Thank wow. you so much.
8: Oh yeah. Yeah. Been a lot of fun memories there, I tell you. Yes. You know, and watching the guys, Mitch Haniger, you know, doing so well with Seattle coming back from that injury. It's it's just been a lot of fun. So.
1: Yeah, it's and uh thanks for all the pictures by the way. I got the I got the uh the two today. Yeah, the, the dust bowl at home. Yeah. I don't know how an
8: umpire ever saw whether a guy was safe or not. <laughs> you couldn't see anything.
1: You could not see anything. It was amazing. But but to answer your your first line, are you glad it's turf now? No. The answer would be no. I still would pra- prefer dirt.
8: Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I a... I just
8: think of all the games that they can get in because it's not turf. But uh... I know.
1: Yeah. I'm a
0: there's, stranger. There's
8: some fun with the dust bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Uh, thanks for the oh, call. Sorry welcome.
0: that we were confused about your uh, personhood and identity, but it's great to hear from you on the phone. Hope that you'll do it again soon. Thanks for the oh, photographs. Okay. Really appreciate it. That's Paul Rents, uh, who has been taking photographs of the four of Alice Knights, I think almost from year one.
1: Yeah, and he sent me two photos today of uh, a slide in at home where there was so much dust. Was it
0: a Knights game?
1: Dirt kicked up. Or I don't remember game. what okay. it was, but it was um, you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Players or anything, Mm -hmm. so how can an umpire make a call on that? Yeah,
0: he's got to. And as as Yogi Berra says in that touch of mink, uh, I have nothing to say. The ump was right. (laughs) After Maris and Mantle are both ejected in that touch of mink, Cary Grant and Doris Day in the dugout, they're arguing about a ball and strike call, and. Mantle says something, yeah, I thought that pitch was outside. You're out of here, Mantle. The umpire says, what do you think, Roger? And Roger says, well, it might have missed the corner. You're gone, Maris. <laughs> Yogi, what do you think? And Yogi says, it was a perfect call. The ump was right. The umpire, Barra, I hate sarcasm. You're out, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scene in that touch of mink, 1962. George That's Day. funny. And that, that just tells you how big the Yankees were. Yeah, Maris, Mantle, in 62, coming off the 61-61. And Yogi and it's a nice little moment in motion That's picture hilarious. history. We break, and we come back with Audrey Lookner, a runner, on 1240 Joe Radio.
9: Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glass Man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glass Man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany, or give me a call. For Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glass Man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glass Man.
0: This is Mike Parker for Even Flow Plumbing, your trusted award winning plumber for the Mid Valley. Even Flow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Even Flow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541 738 8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Even Flow Plumbing.
1: Right now at your local Domino's, you can carry out any size pizza with unlimited toppings for only $12.99 when ordering to carry out at the store, by phone, or online with a C12 code. Also, Domino's is now hiring for all positions. Domino's offers flexible hours, pay raises, and bonuses for managers and drivers leave with cash in their pocket after every shift. Apply online at Domino's.com or stop by the Domino's store in Monmouth, Staten, Lebanon, Albany, or Corvallis. Domino's, delivering oven-baked goodness since 1960.
10: Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Go Beavs.
2: The all-new MT-03 features an aggressive and predatory twin-eye face that projects serious style, and along with its high spec inverted front fork and potent twin-cylinder engine, the MT-03 is ready to rule. So visit Power Motorsports today and find out why MT-03 provides the most dynamic ride in the class. Get your new Yamaha from Power Motorsports online at PowerMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, a long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous.
0: This is Mike for Even Flow Plumbing, your trusted award-winning plumber for the Mid Valley. Even Flow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Even Flow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541-738-8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Even Flow Plumbing.
11: Every Qdoba Catering order is a fresh-made Mexican feast of hand-smashed, flame-grilled, sliced, diced, and sautéed flavors perfect for any occasion. Whether you're planning your office's tortilla Tuesday, hosting a post-game party for your intramural dodgeball team, or trying to bring in a dinner for your PTA meeting that's so good, it'll bump your kid up to an A-minus in Spanish class. Qdoba Catering, fresh, hot, easy, delicious. Order today.
0: we continue on the Joe Beaver show, Mike Parker, John Warren, and happy to be joined by Audrey Luckner, who was uh, kind enough uh, with three of her teammates outside of an establishment in downtown Corvallis on Saturday afternoon on the spring scrimmage to at least humor me and and engage in conversation. I recognized a couple of the the people sitting with Audrey as student athletes at Oregon State. and We began to talk and And it just all sort of worked out in the typical Joe Beaver show fashion that we closed in on Audrey Lookner and had a guest. (laughs) for today that's funny but yeah.
1: this has happened several times and for audrey don't don't be ashamed <laughs> if you guys looked at who's this, <laughs> who's this old guy guy, who's this guy? wants to talk hey. to us
0: audrey thank you for uh, for being willing to engage in conversation and more important to say yes to jumping on the joe beaver show it was great to meet all of you and i'm glad that we've had an opportunity to connect on the show. how are you today
12: i'm doing good i appreciate you having me on uh, i'm glad we were able to connect out there Um, Bodhi is honestly one of my favorite places in Corvallis, so I'm glad that you enjoy it as
13: well.
0: Yeah, it's a nice spot. They do a great job down there, and it was fun to see a lot of people. I don't know, just as an aside, that place was busy. Saturday morning and around, I don't know how much you noticed or if that was your only stop, Audrey, but Saturday, downtown Corvallis was about as busy as I think I've ever seen it. Yes, it was really
12: refreshing to see life coming back to the community after everything that's been happening
0: in the past year yeah no doubt well Audrey you and your team will be leaving soon for the Pac-12s I appreciate you taking time tell us a little bit about what events you've done this year and and in most recently at the OSU high performance meet in the 5,000 a 16 34 which uh, was then you followed that up at the Hayward premiere but was the sixteen twenty one was that a personal best for you in the 5,000
12: That was a personal best for me. So that was actually my second time ever running the 5K. Hmm. Um, This is my first year being able to complete an outdoor track. Actually, I've been hurt um, a couple times, and then obviously last year we had COVID. So that was... Uh, that is a personal best for me. So I was very happy with that performance.
0: How has the 5,000 been? Your, your uh, ability to adapt to it? Is it something you think, like, hey, this is for me? Were you hesitant at all about running that event?
12: No, not at all. I think I do much better in the longer distance, and it's very easy to convert um, the training that we do across country into the training that you need for the 5K on the track. So the distance, The difference between the distances we run in cross-country is only a K because we do 6,000 meters for cross-country, and then I run the 5K on the track. So it's really easy, and honestly, I love the 5K. I think it's a great distance.
1: How much different as a runner is it to go cross-country versus around an oval over and over again?
12: (laughs) Um, It's definitely a different headspace. I don't think it's necessarily as different as people would think I mean, when we're running on the course, it's usually a couple loops. They're obviously bigger circles, but um, the courses that we do run are usually two to three loops of 2K um, repeats. So it's not a huge jump, but I definitely like to not focus on the lap counter, and I try to avoid looking at the lap that I have left as much as possible.
1: And was this a, a, a PR by a long shot or close?
12: Um, I had run 16-20 at one of the Oregon meets earlier in the season, so it was pretty close, but
0: definitely still a big jump. Audrey Luckner joining us. The Pac-12 Championships coming up this weekend in Los Angeles. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But you've run in the last couple of weeks, uh, within the last three weeks or so, the 800, the 15, and the 5. What are you going to be doing in Los Angeles
12: I'm going to be focusing on the 5K, so that will be the main focus,
0: and that is the only event that I'll be running. Okay. The other events, you know, how have those gone for you you? If you're fairly new to the 5K, what about the 815 and how those have gone for you this spring?
12: Um, I've only raced the 15 and the 8 once each time, so they, they're they very off events for me, but it's hard for someone to run like a 5K every week, so the weeks that I don't run 5K, they usually do, do the 1500, just as like a lighter week, but they went really well. Um, when we were up at Lewis & Clark was the only time that I ran the 1500, and our whole team Just kind of worked together there, and it was really amazing that we were all pretty much able to PR in an event that we pretty much were the only ones competing against. So it was kind of like a home meet, Mm -hmm. but like a, yeah, it was really fun.
0: Audrey Luckner, our guest on the Joe Beaver Show. Really fun, you say, and yet that was one of those odd hot weekends i mean wasn't it in the mid 80s i don't know how it felt on the track but what about running both those events on that day how did it feel physically is it and is a good preparation maybe for los angeles this weekend
12: (laughs) yeah it was very hot um it it felt probably 20 degrees hotter on the track because of the turf but i'm probably very much over exaggerating but it was very (laughs) hot and I think it honestly catered to our team a little bit more because we all were doing short events that day. And when it is shorter events, you want to be as warm as possible. Obviously, if I had been running the 5K that day, that would have been a different story. But I think that one-off day, just how well everyone performs, is kind of helping everyone's mindset going into this weekend with the possibility that it's going to be hot and it's going to be a little bit humid And I think that if we all can just look back and see how well we
1: did on a day that was abnormally hot for Oregon we can all yeah. do this weekend. Audrey, Luckner, our guest here on the Joe Beaver Show, when you're running the 8, you know, you mentioned you only run it once, the 8 and the 15, and you do cross-country, that's 6K, and you're you're mostly at the 6 and the 5K level. What are the differences in the splits between a 1500 and a 5K, The the, the pace that you're running? How dramatically different is it?
12: Uh, they're pretty different. So when I run a 1500, I try and come through the 400 in about 71 seconds. And then when I'm doing a 5K, I do 77 to 78. So, so by it doesn't it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you add all the laps together for the yeah. 5K, it ends up being a lot.
1: <laughs> plus, plus you 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 want to run with the pack. You don't want to be you know three three laps behind. So you, you you're kind of forced to to bring your pace up when you do run an 800 or a 1500 coming down from the 5K. So Correct. you're kind of forced to work harder and thus determine whether or not you like it. And it sounds to me like you're more of the, the longer distance than your love for, because 800 is almost a sprint, isn't it, compared to a 5K? Oh, yes.
12: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's definitely a sprint compared to the 5 I, Whenever we do short, shorter stuff, I definitely just hold on to my teammates who more know more about those events than I do, and I'm they're just going to drag me through it, and that's what... <laughs> Um, they did, and that's well, I appreciate them doing
0: that. For me. Hmm. Audrey Luckner, our guest on the Joe Beaver Show. Audrey, you talked about being healthy and getting healthy. How much of a the sport you're in, the, the amount of discipline, and the amount of things that can go wrong. It just seems like there's a long list in terms of how much training is required how much you drive yourselves do you feel now you've worked through some things are you feeling better now physically than maybe at any time you've been at oregon state
12: oh without a doubt i can say that i am feeling the best i have felt in my four
14: years and
12: um it's amazing and i think i was actually looking to a podcast this morning and it's you have to feel the lows of not knowing, like, what you're doing wrong and, like, the lows of being injured in order to fully appreciate when you do feel good. And I think that right now I'm fully appreciating that I am healthy and I have worked to be where I'm at. Um, It's hard to motivate yourself to keep going in those hard times. Like, I was injured for half of the year, four years in a row, and it's hard to keep going after that. But I'm, like, where I'm at right now, I'm extremely grateful that I did.
1: That's great to hear. How did you, uh, what's your story on getting here from Colorado four years ago?
12: Um, I ran in high school, obviously, and I knew that I wanted to go to a Pac-12 school just because of the reputation that they had with running. Um, I also knew that I wanted to go out of state, so I kind of started to look here just as a school that I wanted to go to in general and then it ended up working out with running and taking a visit out here and I absolutely fell in love with the town and the team and it's been an amazing decision.
1: Hmm. We were talking earlier uh, at the outset of the program about ultra marathons and running and distances and the type of person it takes to do those things just physically but also time-wise. What's the longest event or race you've ever run in, or even just personally gone out and run?
12: Um, the longest race that I've ever done is a 6K, but we do um, long runs every week, and the farthest I've gone is 13.1, mm-hmm. but that's just like a training day, not necessarily like a race.
0: Just an easy 10, as Prefontaine says, and without limits. You know, hang hey, mind, you guys want to run an easy 10 when he shows up to see friends, it's amazing to me, Audrey, that you know what what runners do, what you all do, the the athletes. And I think we're going to visit with Lindsay McShane tomorrow. What she does is phenomenal. We'll visit with her on the show. But when did you f- develop a love for running? And have you always had it to be in the place you're in now? It sounds like you're really appreciating the ability to run free and, and without pain and injury and so on. But has this been a big part of your life for a long time?
12: Oh. Uh- Before high school, I actually had never run competitively. I played soccer. I played tennis. I did pretty much everything under the sun. But going into high school, I decided to do cross-country over the summer to stay in shape for soccer. And I actually ended up making our national team that year. So it was kind of like uh, a lucky chance. I guess, and then I ended up just loving the team environment or like the team aspect of running and um, all that. But my parents have been running marathons since before I was born, and we would do the Boulder Boulder every year, which is a 10K. I wouldn't necessarily run it every year, but a walk run with the family was mm-hmm. um, like a tradition for us.
0: Yeah, grew up in a house of runners then if your folks are both doing marathons. That. So it's understandable how you would not only ultimately gravitate toward it but be very good at what you're doing. What about academically? I When we read in a bio, sometimes the, uh, the information can get updated. What I originally read was you're majoring in biohealth sciences. Is that still accurate? Do you have a track and a career goal in mind?
12: Yes. That is still accurate. I am graduating with that degree in June, so I'm in my final term with that one. But I have recently decided that I'm going to take my fifth year at eligibility and come back and do a second degree in public health, um, hoping that that kind of propels me either into the public health field as a career or helps me uh, with my admission to
15: medical school. So
0: Congratulations. Yeah. That yeah. is really cool, Audrey, and, and well done on your part. The, the All that you, are, in terms of training and practice and all of that, to be able to do what you're doing and, and graduating in June. The decision to come back for a fifth year, did you wrestle with it a long time? Was it easy to make? How did What finally swung it for you to decide to take the route you just described?
12: Um, definitely wrestled with it for a while. It was de- not really on my radar until... Um, I would say January of this year. I have always for some reason said I'm going to come in and I'm going to do four years and then I'm going to move on. But I think with just how good I've been feeling and kind of rediscovering the love that I do have for running has really opened my eyes. Like, well, what's the point of wasting this eligibility that you have? And with COVID and getting an extra year of cross, I do have a complete fifth year to use. And just the hope that competition will have spectators next year, the hope that we will actually be able to have, like, normal practice and all of that stuff, that kind of definitely played a role into it. And um, one of my teammates, Kate Entile, really, I think, helped persuade me into Another year, so
0: I owe a lot of that to her. Oh, great! We're glad to hear it. You mentioned several times the team aspect, and I wonder—I've always wondered about, you know, cross country and track and field. They—they they feel like the like golf, and so these are individual type events. You are trying to exercise yourself and become the best you possibly can be unlike basketball, football, baseball that kind of come to mind, soccer and so on, is team sports, obviously. What about in your sport, when you talk about how important and how much you enjoy being part of the team and the team atmosphere?
12: Yeah, so running definitely is a individual sport. You are trying to um, push your body as far as you can, but I think, especially with cross-country It you're racing for a team you're racing as a unit and i think that without the people around me pushing me each day at practice pushing me during races there wouldn't be the success that i've had and and even with track like we are out there representing a team we're representing each other and like during races, we're talking to each other. I mean, as much as we can. We're kind of a little little winded sometimes, but we're pushing towards like, okay, come on, like let's go together. We can do this together. And it's never—I've never felt like it's an individual sport. Hmm.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, <clears throat> the pack—the uh, Pac-12 Track and Field Championships, the 14th through the 16th. Where exactly? What is the venue? And Will your folks, have they will they get to come and see you and support you in that venue?
13: So the
12: venue is USC, um, but there are absolutely no spectators allowed, which is a bit of a bummer because this is my first pack 12 and a lot of my teammates' first pack 12 and some of their last. So it is a bummer that no one is able to come watch hopefully next year we'll be able to. Well,
0: yeah, that's another reason to have a, a, a full and another year and, and hope that that won't be the case. I'm surprised at that. Have have there been any events with fans this year?
12: Um, Our home meet, we were able to have um, two people like, on your guest list, so per home athlete, so just the Oregon State Athletes were able to do not. And then at Hayward you or for Oregon meet you were um, yes. you're able to have two spectators on your guest list as well. But those have been
0: the only ones. Hmm. Yeah, I'm really sad. I didn't I thought there would be fans at the Pac Twelves. I'm sorry to hear oh, yeah. that there won't be, but you'll find motivation within the team and your own discipline to have a, a great event this weekend. What day is your race?
12: I do not race until Sunday, so I will be hanging out a little bit in California
0: until then. Okay. Audrey, it's nice to meet you and nice to talk to you the other day. Thanks for uh, joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. We'll be following you this weekend and look forward to uh, you finding a way uh, into an even better time than the last one at the high-performance meet here. Congratulations on the great career and continued good health to you and your team, and we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Audrey. Audrey Lookner, our guest on the Joe Beaver Show, coming back for a fifth year next year. Yeah, that's cool. That's it's an interesting. All of these student athletes have that opportunity, and And most of them are
1: doing it. Actually, it seems like just an unofficial poll of whom we've spoken to. That's right, and I think all the track athletes are doing it. It's It's, great. I'm so
0: and as she said, and you know who's ever lying. I like the line. I even kind of like the song, and I don't know who sings the song, but the refrain is constantly waiting for my real life to begin.
1: Never heard of it. Well,
0: somebody out there has. No, I don't no. know who sings it. It's not waiting for that my real life to begin. Yeah, yeah, some people have heard it. <laughs> And I don't even know if it's a good song, but that line always catches my attention because I want to say, it's it's here, it's now. You've got to begin it now. But I get the idea that Audrey, why, if she can come back for another year of college,
1: yeah. why not? Oh, yeah. Good for her. Well, you know, speaking of, of lines, there's a line much like that line that sticks out with me. Okay. I'll tell you if anyone's ever heard the song you're about to say. Life is what happens while you're making other plans. Yeah,
0: I've heard the expression. I
1: didn't know that it's a, a line Beatles song. An,
0: it, oh, it is. And
1: I don't know what song.
0: Dominic, Dominic, uh, Grace, Grace, Dominic, Grace. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get the hole filled next twelve forty, Joe Radio. COVID has changed a lot of things in our lives, and it can be hard for anyone.
16: If you're struggling to cope. You don't have to go it alone. There's strength in reaching out. When you call the Safe and Strong Helpline, you can find support in your community. It's free and private, so your information won't be shared. Call 800-923-HELP to connect with someone who's ready to listen and who cares. That's 800-923-4357. We're stronger in community.
9: For autograph Solutions, better call. Glassman. Call 541 760 2277. Call the Glassman. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. Come see me at my new location at 3335 Ferry Street Southwest in Albany or give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541 760 2277. Call
4: the Glassman. Locally owned and operated for over 30 years, Corvallis Floor Covering would like to thank their many friends and customers for your continued support and looks forward to working with you on your next remodeling project stop by and see wendy robin or brian and check out their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet vinyl laminate tile wood floorings and window coverings from all the popular brands corvallis floor covering is at the corner of second and van buren downtown or log on to corvallisfloorcovering.com shop local shop corvallis floor covering and go beefs happy with your job looking for more than just a job Build a career with Ntech Enjoy competitive pay, full benefits, health insurance, 401K, tuition reimbursement, and much more. Ntech is growing and wants you to be part of their team. From welders, electricians, and CNC machinists to HR generalists, accounts payable specialists, and more. To see a complete list of all available positions and job requirements, visit ntech.com under the Employment tab. That's E-N-T-E-K.com, or call for more details. Ntech is an equal opportunity employer. Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep... Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep that...
1: Oh, yeah, there. yeah, that's right, from... Yeah. Previous shows, I understand that I do. I have reached
0: out to Trevor Larnick, and I give him great credit. Trevor had to be hearing from multitudes, and he sent back a text after after oh. his major league debut. That's nice. He went 0 for 4 but got hit by a pitch. I didn't see any of it. I don't know if any of you followed it. We're trying to figure out a time when his schedule permits an opportunity for him to join the. You know, it's so show.
1: funny because. We're, we 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 watch Nick Madrigal and see what he does, uh, and then we wonder what, how does the, the the number one overall pick he's not playing? What's going on? And we finally get a guy on. He explains it. And while we're doing all of that, Trevor Larnick quietly yes. gets called up. Yes, he does. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. I think with each player and each organization and what they're trying and want to do. And
0: I think yeah, you know, we always have to kind of keep in mind too with respect to. Uh, Adley is that he wasn't he was drafted a year later than Trevor and Caden right, right. and
1: uh, Nick were and one thing I forgot until our guest last week reminded was that he essentially missed any amount of playing time that he could get with mono in 19 yeah he got mono right after the draft and then
0: there was no season essentially last year mm-hmm. so He's still on a very good track, and, yeah. a, and a quick one, I would think, a fairly accelerated.
1: Yeah, I, I forgot about the Mono yeah. situation, and he just couldn't couldn't really get He started way late that year.
0: Are any of you following, by the way? I haven't been able to chase this detail down. Since Adley's home run and big uh, three RBI game that we talked about and we had a guest on who does the play-by-play for the Bowie Bay Sox in that game, Caden Grenier went one for three playing second base. I have been disappointed to see in checking Bowie Bay Sox box scores uh-huh. uh, in the ensuing days. He's not in the lineup at either position. Grenier? Yeah. So I, I'm just curious, hoping that, that that's not a performance-related thing, That, but I also— it shouldn't be this early, but I also uh, hope that he's not at all tweaked or injured, and mm. that's not information I've been able to get yet. Too. Yeah. but yeah. he has. If he played yesterday, it's a box score I haven't studied. But after the game that uh, they had together in Altoona, I saw for the next two days Caden was not in the lineup at all for the Bowie Baysox. If any of you have further insight and information feel free to share it on the University Honda text line or the phone line, which I believe for the next hour we're going to be uh, wide open. So we can get into the Beaver baseball weekend, the softball weekend perhaps, the spring scrimmage, and if any of you watched, attended, any kind of impressions uh, that you took away with you from just being out there and maybe just being out there. Was the highlight of it? Did you get, take friends and family, and did you go and just have a good time being back in Reeser? Yeah. Any thoughts along those lines in your Saturday? In what was one of the busiest days? Maybe, maybe because we things have been kind of, you know, not, I mean, closed up for so long, not and still not fully back to normal yet. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I felt Saturday. You know, my friend Bobby Wilson met me. He said he had to park blocks away from where we were meeting because there was no park. And just people everywhere. The Saturday market, establishments busy. Did any of you get that sense, too, over the weekend? Love to hear from you next hour on 1240 Joe Radio.
16: All set, please.
17: Here's the microphone. This thing on.
3: This is KEJO
7: Corvallis.
16: Everybody hear me? We're on at 5. And QID. 1240.
5: Joe Radio.
7: I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now. Well, stocks remain mixed, the Dow off of its earlier highs, but still in positive territory. The index topping 35,000 for the first time in its history. 3M, Procter & Gamble, and Walgreens among some of the big gainers. The Nasdaq, though, continues to show weakness down now nearly 300 points amid weakness in the tech sector. Well, the FBI says that DarkSide ransomware is responsible for the cyber attack that knocked the Colonial Pipeline offline. The bureau says the Russian group is likely responsible for the actions leading to the shutdown. The line is the biggest fuel pipeline in the country, spanning 5,500 miles and delivers much of the fuel to the East Coast. An emergency declaration is in effect that will provide support for transportation of gas and other refined petroleum products to 17 states and the District of Columbia. And following last Friday's dismal jobs report, the White House says that generous unemployment benefits aren't the reason most Americans don't want to return to work. Instead, Press Secretary Jen Psaki says some haven't returned due to concerns about co-workers not getting vaccinated along with child care concerns.
10: And that is Your Money Now. Thinking about life insurance? And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-618-4223.
7: That's 800-618-4223. 800-618-4223. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on
16: the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
7: Unified Insurance Group is your local
17: independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. So if you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, See the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first.
14: Howdy folks, Linda McHenry here to tell you what you need to know about Eats and Treats Cafe in Filoma. We serve up just darn good comfort food, serious barbecue, and amazing baked goods from our on-premise bakery. And we serve it up in three different ways. Take-out order with curbside pickup, dine-inside with advanced reservations, and alfresco dining outside along our covered breezeway. That's Eats and Treats Cafe on the corners of 17th and Main Streets in Philomath.
11: Yogi Berra was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame on the strength of three MVP awards in 15 All-Star seasons. But Yogi will be most remembered for the unintentionally hilarious things he said. When the wife of New York's mayor told Yogi on a warm summer day he looked nice and cool in his suit, Yogi replied, quote, "Thanks. You don't look so hot yourself." Another Yogiism: quote, "Baseball's ninety percent mental. The other half is physical." During one spring training, when asked what his cap size was, Yogi responded, quote, "How do I know? I'm not in shape yet." Regarding the fans, "If the people don't want to come out to the ballpark, nobody's going to stop them." Barra's restaurant comments are among his best. Once talking about a popular New York restaurant, he said, quote, no one goes there anymore, it's too crowded. And at a pizza joint, when asked if he wanted his pizza cut into four slices or eight, Yogi replied, four, I don't think I can eat eight. And of course, Yogi had an answer for people who asked him about his great lines. His comment, I really didn't say everything I said. For little-known legends of sports, I'm Matt Vaskirgin.
6: Research shows that people remember radio ads with repetition. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Here's a repetitive ad. Okay. Research shows that people remember radio ads with repetition. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Here's a repetitive ad. (sighs) Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com. Liberty,
7: Liberty, Liberty, Liberty.
11: Sorry to interrupt your jams, murder mystery podcasts, or motivational beach noises, but we got something else you might like to hear. It's called cash. That's the sound of an extra 250 bucks after your first 10 deliveries with Uber Eats, that's right, an extra $250 on top of all the other cash you'll make during those first 10 deliveries. If that sounds good, visit t.uber.com extra 250. Uber Eats, deliver with us. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See t.uber.com extra 250 for more details. They're coming from everywhere.
5: Seems to be
9: a great deal traffic here for country road, let
16: Corvallis, Oregon. To see the total
4: eclipse of the sun. to tell the
5: night of your day. I'm talking about the sky, McIntyre. Mike McIntyre and the Buffaloes are coming, amongst many others.
7: These are be a great new of traffic here for country roaders, think. Sight worth seeing. I know how you must feel.
5: Yes, but not everyone's on board. And look at that sky. You look at it. But for everyone else, excitement is sky high for life in Corvallis. The guys
9: are amazing. There seems to be a lot happening in it all the time.
5: If it's happening, you'll hear about it on the Joe Beaver Show. I'm expecting something special for that. Keep your eyes skinned. I want reports. Oh, you'll get reports all right. The best reports on the Joe Beaver Show with John Warren and Mike Parker. <laughs> I say, a
12: total eclipse of the heart.
5: And away we go with the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe
7: Radio.
0: Head into the second hour on the Joe Beaver Show. Again, open phones for the entire hour. Unless, unless, and this is uh, an open phone uh, call out on our part to Josh. Josh, if you're listening. If you're not, we may reach him on our own. But Josh, now would be the time. You could call the Downward Dog phone line to talk about the softball finish yesterday. We have that. Yeah, it was a great call, uh, capturing a big moment with the Sun Devils and the Beavers and the rubber game of the series. Frankie Humudi, who we've requested for, I requested today, uh, they were working out during this time today, a light workout. I think Frankie will join us tomorrow on the Joe Beaver Show. Lindsey McShane will as well, coming great. off a great performance in the twilight, and a record in the hammer throw. So Lindsay will join us tomorrow, and we'll be reaching out for other guests along the way during the course of the week. But I'm curious to know, and Frankie might be able to provide the detail herself when she joins us about the walk-off Homer, but the sense I'm getting in talking to a couple of people was, and if any of you were there or have watched it, saw the live stream, that it might have been going foul. Mm-hmm. It would have been a foul ball, but the left fielder for ASU attempted to catch it, touched it in fair territory and then the ball went out, essentially, essentially
1: knocked it in knocked the, it over, oh, the over the fence for a home run. Ooh.
0: Now, I don't know if that's the fact, but that's what I'm hearing. And I don't know if the video bears it out that it's, you it's see. It's a home
1: plate camera yeah. that you can't
0: see. Okay. So we'll let let's listen to the end of the game, and we hope to talk to Frankie tomorrow, Josh. If you're listening, feel free to call in about the nature of the series and the Beavers winning the series, and what is it? Does it portend any? Can can they do anything, or is it too late? Can they get hot and and find their way in somehow? Somewhere right now, there's six games under five hundred. Yeah. You... Okay. And is it, is, is it an almost automatic, you have to be at 500? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's one of those, like, you have to have six wins uh, for it a was bowl either, game? It
1: was either last year, well, last year was canceled, but two years ago was the first year they okay. they hit 500 and didn't get right. it. Right. But you have to be at
0: 500. Yeah. Okay. And they have no shot at it? I don't know what their remaining schedule is. Hold on. Is it Josh? Okay. We have open phones at 497-5356, 497-5356. This is how that uh, game ended yesterday at Kelly Field.
16: On the line, 1-1 pitch. Hamoudi launches it. If it stays fair, this has got a chance. It's dying near the wall, and it gets out for a home run. A walk-off series winner for Frankie Hamoudi, her 13th long ball of the year. And the Beavers win the series against number 10 ASU.
0: Exciting. Yeah. Frankie Hamoudi rounding the bases. We hope to talk to her about that tomorrow. Good call, Josh.
1: And you, it was not bad camera work. They actually cut to a different few angles. Mm-hmm. It's just too small and dark to be able to see on the small to screen. To see the detail that yeah. I was talking yeah. about.
0: If you watch the games on the Pac-12 network over the weekend in baseball, yeah. we'd love to hear your thoughts about Billy Rao. Is he a natural? Ooh, I Is he thought, good I at it? I thought he
1: was very good. He
0: made his debut yeah. in the Friday game. Worked Friday and Saturday. Rich went solo yesterday. But if you have some thoughts, not only about Bill's work as an analyst, but
1: the games themselves, yesterday's game. I broke up the, the perfect game. How did you do it? Because I wasn't listening, and as soon as I turned it on, he hit a home run. Okay, good. Within uh, th- two pitches.
0: Good for you. And, and I know that I did everything I could by constantly yeah. saying, well, that's 12 in a row set down by Cornwell. He has a perfect game through four. Well, he's got a perfect game through four and a third. We were doing all we could to try to uh, you know, keep reminding everybody that it was a perfect game for Cornwell. <laughs> and then Claunch homered. I'm not sure if Rich knew I don't I haven't had a chance to talk to Mitch or anybody but after the home run by Claunch, Jeffrey Macias who was certainly persona non grata yesterday yeah. as far as the Beavers were concerned uh, there was a there was a sense of uh, t- telling Mitch that hey, there was too much whooping and oh, yeah. celebrating or something going yeah. on. I have no idea. Yeah, I heard you. Talk. For you know, heaven forbid that the that the guys enjoy the moment. Now, if though, and I know I know Mitch well enough to know he carries on the ethos of the Pat Casey program. If the enthusiasm and jubilation spilled over into yelling at the other team, right. Trash talking right. the other team, maybe even. Maybe something was said to Macias, like, well, you're trying to beat us, but we're not,
10: we're not going <laughs> to let you. I mean,
0: I have no idea. I would love to know. But Macias went to Mitch and asked Mitch to kind of shut things down. And it felt like, I thought, totally may have misinterpreted it as I do most things, but I thought Mitch kind of heard the message and almost reluctantly walked over to the dugout. And, you know, one of those wink, wink, okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, watch what you're... I don't know. He might have been totally on board with, no, we don't do that, and you shut up. And yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Steve Carruthers is going to join us in a second, and he might have an idea. Yeah. Not that he was in the dugout, but he might have been close enough to observe some of the dynamics. Or talk to somebody. But if you <clears throat> watch the games, both on Rao and Rich together, but also yesterday and the strike zone, and the, the mystery of it all.
1: I, yeah. A couple of texts have come in I, saying I, worse than Greg Street. Yeah,
0: it was. I thought it was worse <clears throat> than Greg Street. More egregious that's, than Greg that's Street. That's true. That's and Street horrible. Yeah.
10: Like, I, like I, yeah,
0: I mean, it was almost. I said, I think I even said that's impossible. I mean, you
1: nobody can call that pitch a strike ever yeah, in the history yeah.
0: of the game. That's how bad they were. So, a y- couple of. The,
1: them. If that's the case, there's only two choices here: one, really bad umpiring; you can't see that save. could be, or two, nefarious intentions. Well, you
0: certainly hope that it's the former. Even that, even though you're not pleased with that, obviously the latter would be utterly, completely unacceptable. But the first is well, you know, a bad day, having a rough day, missing pitches, but missing him so egregiously that I couldn't, I could make not, I could not make head nor tail of it. It was really bad, and I'm just, I'm speaking the truth. Was it
1: bad for both teams?
0: Not as bad, and that's also true. It was not as bad for USC. I promise you.
1: Yeah, I mean, being I as objective that. as you can be, right? Was it bad for both teams? Well, no. Okay. So that's well, what leads you to
0: worry about the other. Uh-huh. I know. I don't. I'm not going to go down that road. Let's get to Paul and then Steve Carruthers on deck. Paul, good afternoon.
15: Hey, man, I don't know where to start. you got so many subjects here. But, number one, I did go to the uh, spring scrimmage there, and it was pretty cool. Uh, all the people in there, and it was just uh, kind of fun to watch them.
1: Yes. Thank you, Paul.
15: And the band and everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a good atmosphere.
15: Yeah, yeah. And uh I don't understand why the cheerleaders had masks on, but you know, I guess that's that's another another story, another day. But hey, uh I wanna you gotta give Wade Meckler his uh props and his dues because I've seen those two home runs between Fuchs and Meckler that landed in the bleachers. Yes. And Wade Mecklers went to the second step of from the yeah. top. <laughs> And Fuchs only went to the fourth step at yeah. to the top, so Wade Meckler <laughs> hit it farther than Fuchs did. Yes, he day.
0: did. He did. I, <laughs> I didn't think so when I first saw it, but later I saw the same thing you're talking about, and he did. That's a strong kid right there. That's a toy cannon-type power.
15: Yep, yep. He, he, that, I mean, you could see it when you watched it, Mike, but it's definitely on replay. You could yeah. see it. But that's. But anyway, uh, yeah, the game's in. If John's going to take props for breaking up the no hitter, I'm going to take props for for uh, the Meckler's uh, home run because right before that pitch, you made a comment like, uh, "Okay, man, just we just need a need a hit here to get a run in," and mm-hmm. I said, "I just knock it over the fence." I <laughs>
1: will give it to you. You got it. You were the man, Paul. Yeah, you got the. He... I mean,
15: I and... always talk to the TV. You know, you just make comments and stuff, and that's kind of funny. I just.
1: No, I I know, I know, you know, we all have our weird superstitions, especially with baseball, but um, absolutely.
0: Did you, uh, Paul, I don't know if you heard, and John, I heard you reference it, so I think you did. I really thought the conversation that I had in the pregame show yesterday with Wade Meckler was very interesting and informative yeah. about how he worked that count to three and one what he was looking for how he doesn't usually have that kind of power that way with that kind of backspin on the ball and all that he did but he you know like a student it, it of the game. A, yeah really high baseball iq growing iq scoring that run when ryan ober hit a little pop fly that wasn't caught a big run in that game in the saturday win this Meckler kid I, I really like because he's a true Oregon State story, Paul, John, everybody else. He's a guy that had no offers, D2 offers, let alone D1. I mean, he had he, some D3 schools were showing a little interest in him, and he just felt like, I i know I'm better than that. I know I can do this. Talked about how his mother has always been in his corner on Mother's Day. He mm-hmm. shared that thought about you can do this. You can play in the big leagues. You go. Go. You can, do, you can do this. And he's just kept working and kept paying attention, working. And I love his story. And I, I like his spirit and attitude. And Mitch says it's very contagious, infectious on the team, just in terms of how much people feed off of, of the way he goes about his business. Yeah,
15: that's, that's an inspiring story, Mike. I think I think that's the one thing about Oregon State baseball is that they're always able to identify and get a hold of those type of players, and that's what makes our program so good.
0: Yeah, great point, Paul. Anything else? You said there was a list. Anything else before we go? (laughs)
15: Yeah, just props to, to Paul Rent. It's good to hear his voice and 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 go for El You know, both of us, you know, having wedding <laughs> ceremonies in in El Tuna. Yes, you know? it's, it's unbelievable
0: cool. to me. And you're both named Paul, and you call the Joe Beaver Show. That's a a small category in the history of life. And we appreciate you either. taking time for us, Paul. <laughs> Always good to hear from you. Thank you. Let's go to Steve Carruthers now, Steve. It's great to have you on. I'm. I don't know, you know what what you're calling it's about. The mayor of We've got a lot of things to get to here, perhaps. But what what has led you to call us? We appreciate it.
15: Well, you mentioned in the studio, said I need to talk to you. So I thought I didn't know whether you needed. Kind of wanted to talk to me about something. I don't know what it was. Um, the other day, when we at, when I was at the game, when you walked by,
0: five hundred miles an hour. Well, I yeah, and thank you for saying I was going five hundred. Was probably more like a half a mile an hour. It's the best I can move these days. That's Uncle Joe or Uncle Mike. He's moving kind of slow, trying to get to the junction of of the stairs and the press box, moving slow. But I just we you and I had talked a while back about an event someday. Near the end of the year at LB, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I thought we could do that off the air, but if we can do it on the air, that's fine too. But there are other things I I want to ask you.
15: Quick, it's um, it's been postponed because of all this stuff that we have no control over. Okay, and and so it'll be in September. Okay, so we will have we will have we're going to have a fall baseball game. And we're, we're hoping, we don't know this is going to happen, but we're hoping we're going to have a fall baseball game with somebody. Um, and then we're going to have a golf tournament on Friday, fall baseball game on Saturday, and then we're going to we're gonna start uh, inducting people into the Lynn Benton Community College Hall of Fame at a dinner that you spoke at last time um, at Lynn Benton on the Saturday night. So... That event's coming up, and that'll all come forward here as we get it all put together, and we're working on that. Um, The other thing, you know, there's things you have control over and there's things you don't have control over, and one of the things that bothers me the most is, uh, you know, I've been around baseball and I've coached. You know, the coaches can't go across the line line and all this stuff. The umpires, in my opinion which just is part of the game, they need to get yelled out a little bit once in a while. They need to take it a little bit once in a while. And now, you know, you can't even hardly talk to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't. You, I mean, they're like sacred. And you can't even hardly talk to them. And that's kind of taken away from the game for Steve brothers I, I yeah. I'm not a real fan of that. I mean, I don't need a coach to come out there and kick dirt on his shoes sure. and do all that stuff. But I... I think that it's taken away from the game a little bit that you do not question their authority, and they are human beings, and they make mistakes. Right. And so, you know, they're not held, in my, in my mind, very accountable uh, by the fans, but well, who are we? They, 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 they still have the right to throw me out if I start getting mm-hmm. off the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of taken away from, you know, the game a little bit. And then as far as your question about with Mitch and all of that, Chris is year already, I think Hey as Steve, Steve 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 stuff. something to our to our um, to our bench about being a little bit, you know a little bit too flamboyant and make sure you focus your comments on your own teammates and in my opinion and I referee and I did some stuff. If you're worried, really, if you're listening to that, you're not doing your job, dude. Mm-hmm. You need to focus on what you're doing behind the plate and out there on the base pass. If you're listening to that chipping over there, you're really not paying a lot of attention to what's going on on the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
15: And that's just my opinion. So there you go.
0: Well, and and, and did, were you aware by chance, Steve, of what did our guys in the celebration of the claunch homer? And I will say this, if they cross the line into chirping into the other dugout, that's not a a terrible, awful thing to happen in baseball, in the games, bench jockeying, the competitiveness, that's been part of it forever. But I do know that that a rule, a general rule, with Pat Casey and with Pat Bailey and I, I believe with Mitch, too, is you keep, you try to keep, all of the enthusiasm and the loudness and the the yelling to each other and encouraging each other and not cross over into trash-talking the other team. Do you agree with me, Steve, that the Beavers, generally speaking, comport themselves that way and don't engage in all the trash-talking into the other dugouts?
15: Oh, they have never done that in all the times I've been in the dugout. Oh, it might be a little bit. But, you know, they know that sure. with, with, with the coaching staff that we have, that that's not, you know, that's not, you know. Nobody says, okay, go ahead and do that. Right. That's not something that they practice. Right. And so, you know, they yeah, our, all of our coaching staff and our new coaching staff now is the same way. You know, that's, that, you know. Right. No. But what bothers me the most, is these umpires, you know, they 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 just focus on the game and do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't worry about some of this other trivial stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know the twenty second pitch clock thing. Come on, really? Um, has has the game has the game been shortened up so much by that twenty minute twenty second shot clock or pitch clock? You mean? No. Oh, my gosh. No. no. They not done it. And, in fact, it takes longer because then the referee says, that's a warning. So, then we got to wait. We've got to But, but um, you know, never has any staff there at Oregon State University ever promoted that stuff. And he's a guy that should be in charge if it does get out of hand. He's the man that's been, that should go and take care of it, which, in my opinion, has always been done if there wasn't any. But I – I never was around when there really was anyone.
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, right. the
15: only right. time the only time I ever saw it was ever said anything to me was in Omaha when Lonnie kicked the home run right. and the umpire says absolutely he got let anybody touch him before he touches home plate.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
15: And um, took up the bat and and I said, Okay, so that's why I took the bat and held it like that. <laughs> crowbar against them when they came charging <laughs> out there. Yes, um, I've seen that. <laughs> but, and uh, everybody asked me, some people have asked me, why'd you do that? And I said, the Empire told me to.
0: Right. Yeah.
15: They, he absolutely didn't want a to touch before. And I think it's a rule that if you touch him before he touches, you can climb out. You could. Something, I don't know. You could. Yeah, but, yeah he, he. I just did what he told me to do for the first time in my life.
4: <laughs> anyway, um,
15: so, you know, and, and that's kind of taken away the game. When I was a high school baseball umpire, it was kind of fun to cross that line once in a while to go out and go, What's going on here? Right. What are you doing? You right. know, accountability. A little bit. Yep. And, you know, and we saw some of that this weekend, a little bit, in my opinion, just like yours. That it was a little questionable at times.
0: Well, so, on that, Steve, before we let you go, and appreciate your call, and look forward to that event in September and so on. We'll stay in touch about it. But. The, the, the strike zone calls yesterday, Steve, I don't know where you were sitting and what your perspective was, but I, I, clearly they were there, there were a couple of calls, at least two pitches that were, and maybe more, but at least two that were egregiously, just flat out, objectively speaking, no subjectivity or opinion involved, two pitches right. that were just flat out, way out of the strike zone, called strikes. Right? I mean, I'm not now speaking as a beaver biased fan. I'm just speaking the truth, am I not?
15: Well, so I was little late in the morning, and everybody's gonna have their priority, so then I did look back on T V and the ones you're talking about, yes. Right. I
0: mean,
15: I mean yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Um and again, you know, the the you can't say anything because he got a chance to get tossed immediately. Yes. You know, Mitch can't go out there and say anything because there's so much in control you can't argue. Well, you should never argue ball and strikes. You anyway, know, every time I got right. in trouble, it was like, hey, you're not going to argue ball and strikes with me. And I'd say, yes, I am. And you just kind of <laughs> look at me. But, um, you know, and like I said, I – you know, I have a problem with sometimes their, their authority. They're in charge of that game. I'm not arguing that. And they have rules to follow, and I'm not going to argue that. But sometimes I think they're a little over the top with some of their stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and,
15: and it's less it's, well, it's like everything in life. There's, there's just the control factor has gone crazy. Mm-hmm. And everything, so
0: Okay. Well, Steve. Th- yeah, no, I got you. And thank you. Thank you for calling. Let's stay in touch. Look forward to. Or you, you go on. Yeah, I mean...
15: I'll be getting i hold of you once we get all the dates set on that. Okay. And uh, and then we we'll, we'd like to have you. I think I talked to you earlier about we'd like to have you come out and do a mobile on that game because yeah. there'll be a whole bunch of uh, there'll be a whole bunch of all the Oregon State guys there, and there'll be a whole bunch of Run Benton people there also and so i would
0: like to do a mobile deal out there well if we if if the game's on friday you know if there's if you play the baseball game on a friday saturday what may not Mm -hmm. work so well in september obviously but if the baseball game's on friday and and a home weekend then we could do something yeah so september uh fourth would be out and that weekend we'll be in West Lafayette, at least I hope and believe we'll be traveling. But then no. the, the other the other weekends, the tenth, seventeenth, uh, twenty fourth on Fridays should all be open. Other not well, the third we though. okay
15: uh, gonna the baseball game, we're gonna have a golf tournament. So, yeah. Okay. You know, we're gonna start yeah. it early in the morning and we can, it's gonna end about noon or one o'clock so we can do it okay let's stay
0: in touch on it steve thank you for the call have a great trip to phoenix this weekend thanks for joining us uh planning out our september on the joe beaver show (laughs) on the mobile joe beaver show front i'm hoping we have road shows again i'm hoping that you know i'm
1: hoping we're moving in that direction i think we're moving in that direction whether we get there Seventy thousand fans for a fight inside of the AT and T Dome. Is that this correct? I am hoping
0: that we'll we'll have a nice crowd in West Lafayette and good crowds in Reser, And here we go. Doug joins us, a fan of everything Oregon State. Doug, good afternoon.
13: Uh, thank you very much. Um, I, I am. I just want to express my concern about football. The team seems to be awfully thin. Uh, we're kind of low on quarterbacks and, and receivers, so that, that kind of, there goes a passing game, I guess, you know. So, uh, <laughs> it's just an uh, observation I made. It, it, it was just, And I noticed that down in Eugene, the Ducks had a whole spring game, so they seemed to have enough kind of put up quite a few football players, you know, to, to, to do a whole spring game. And then, meanwhile, we, we can't even do a we had just a, a kind of a thin scrimmage even, you know, it, it was kind of a concerning for me that we were, the team seems to be thin even at this point with, you know, really good players leaving, you know, Jefferson and received junior and those are very good players we're missing and, and not that many people coming in. So it just seems like we're a very thin fo- football team at this point.
0: Well, okay, Doug. I mean, yeah, I, I, Hear what you're saying. That was not a true spring game scrimmage in the classic sense because of some of the limitations due to injury and and tracing protocols and so on. Yeah. that took that a lot of I, so it was a different kind of event than maybe even what Jonathan and the coaches were hoping for with the news that came in very late with regard to the players not available. So, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. It was a pretty thin squad, and thus limited what they were able to do. But I don't, I do not project that into September 4th at Mackey or uh, is it Mackey Stadium in uh, West Lafayette? I, don't know. I I can't remember the name of it. But a, a, anyway, I don't project that into September 4th yet.
13: Well, I, I hope so. I mean, football drives you know financially the whole athletic department, and and so we just need a you know. Yep a competitive football team. I just, I just, you know, I'm worried about that. I mean, it's, uh um, yeah.
0: yeah,
13: just, um, it's not a good sign. to look put it that way. And, and it's been a long time. It's just, since we've been to a bowl game, it's just, it's been like over five years and that's, yeah. that's given me a long time, you know, I know. I love traveling to bowl games. I know,
0: but Anything else you worried about?
13: No, no. Um,
0: Anything else you want to share?
13: It. Huh?
0: Anything else you'd like to share with us today?
13: Well, I, I saw I watched a I slipped in between our, our foot baseball game and the Timbers, you know, game up in Portland and uh, so I, I I did notice that the strike zone was very had a was really wide and, and the empire seemed to be helping the Southern Cal pitcher uh you know, pitches semi-perfect game through five innings <laughs> It was that um, was kind of interesting he was pitching very well and I, I kept kept worrying that another team would have a perfect game in our stadium but right
0: well but, Troy Clunch but, and John you know, Ward, I was helping him yeah no he was he got certainly got some help and there's no question on a I mean a couple of pitches that were just ridiculous I, I mean just flat out plain ridiculous. Without argument. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument against me if you'd like to and say, well, okay, I'd like to hear the, well, from anybody. But I don't think that caller or person exists other than to say, well, the ump called it and thus that's not ridiculous. He called it a strike and deal with it. Go. Okay. <laughs> that That's the only argument that can be proffered because no argument can be delivered that said that pitch was a strike on two of them. Right. One to clunch right. and one to Forrest.
13: Yeah, I know noticed even in the uh, first or second inning that the, the strike zone was really wide. It was, uh, uh, you know, good for both, uh, both pitchers, yeah. both yeah. pitching staff, you know. But then, then came the really bad ones later on, you know. So, uh,
0: okay.
13: Hey, and, Doug,
0: yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah,
13: I was listening to TV announcers, and I, I, I couldn't imagine you much – must have been quite
0: unhappy. Yeah, I wasn't real happy about it. <laughs> hey, Doug, good to talk it to you. Wasn't bad. Thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. But uh, rest, I think. You Don't know, worry get, about it. We're going to be hurt. okay. I mean, the guys have issues. plenty of time to get back ready and healthy for a good fall camp and and September. I think things are going to be a lot better and, than you feel about right now.
13: And when will be your last show, Joe Beaver show? Do you and know, I think
0: the Friday of heading Friday into Memorial, Memorial Day. Yeah, the Friday heading into the last of the last of May, whenever that is. What's today? Oh, May tenth. Yeah. So three weeks from today is uh,
13: is Memorial Day.
0: So just before then.
1: Yeah.
13: Oh, okay. We, we love your show. Okay,
0: Thank you, Ryan. Doug.
1: Appreciate it. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's Ross-Ade Stadium. Ross-Ade. A-D-E. Thank so you. So yeah. that could be Addy. I don't know. Okay. Ross-Ade, but it is Mackey Arena.
0: Mackey Arena, Purdue. So For I knew basketball. Mackey's in football yeah. in Reno, so I knew it wasn't quite right. Yeah. Let's go to Drew on the Joe Beaver Show. Drew, good afternoon. Hello, Drew, are you there? I think we lost Drew somewhere along the way. We'll get one more time. Drew, are you with us? We'll break and come back on 1240 Joe Radio.
5: Have you tried to trade in or sell your RV? Was the offer from the RV dealer embarrassingly low? Guarantee we'll give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your Lake Model RV in good condition.
6: My name is Tanya, and I live in Harrisburg. We used our trailer a few times last fall, and it was just too small for our family. Guarantee made us a good-faith offer for our RV that we couldn't refuse. Now we have the perfect RV, and the kids love the bunk beds.
5: Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for cash for campers.
7: My name is Chet, and I live in Eugene. Guarantee made it so easy. They picked up my old RV and swapped it out for a brand new one with plenty of storage and a beautiful new kitchen. Uh, they even paid off my existing loan. Text sell
5: my RV to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's sell my RV to five, five, six, seven, eight guarantee RV here to help you sell or trade your RV with no hassles and no gimmicks.
10: Hi, I'm former Oregon state athlete, Tim Ewis, your Corvallis, Edward Jones, financial advisor, financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience and encouragement. Our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beavs.
1: Right now at your local Domino's, you can carry out any size pizza with unlimited toppings for only $12.99 when ordering to carry out at the store, by phone, or online with a C12 code. Also, Domino's is now hiring for all positions. Domino's offers flexible hours, pay raises, and bonuses for managers and drivers leave with cash in their pocket after every shift. Apply online at Domino's.com or stop by the Domino's store in Monmouth, Staten, Lebanon, Albany, or Corvallis. Domino's,
2: delivering oven-baked goodness since 1960. The all-new MT-03 features an aggressive and predatory twin-eye face that projects serious style and along with its high-spec inverted front fork and potent twin cylinder engine, the MT-03 is ready to rule. So visit Power Motorsports today and find out why MT-03 provides the most dynamic ride in the class. Get your new Yamaha from Power Motorsports online at PowerMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous.
3: Is there ever a reason you wouldn't want to feel confident? (laughs) I didn't think so. At the Natty Dresser in downtown Albany, confidence is exactly what we want to inspire. When you wear quality clothing that fits you perfectly, you feel great and act with confidence. Don't just dress for where you are. Dress for where you want to be. The Natty Dresser. Purveyors of quality menswear on the corner of 2nd and Broad Albany Street in historic downtown Albany. Dress well, be confident, find success.
1: Middleton Heating has served the Mid Valley for over 72 years and is still here to help you 24 hours a day. Middleton can repair, replace, or maintain all types of heating and cooling equipment. AC causing you trouble? Need repairs or replacement? Give Middleton Heating a call. For new equipment, Middleton offers several financing options and participates in state, federal, and manufacturer incentive programs. And don't forget, Middleton's custom sheet metal shop is still taking orders, large or small. You can count on Middleton for all your heating, cooling, and sheet metal needs. Online at middletonheating.net. Yeah, yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Welcome back to the uh, the Joe Beaver Show. Of course, we never really went away. We were just listening to our fine sponsors. Uh, thanks for that phone call, Doug. I will say this in response to that. Uh, per your own, Doug, your own uh, observation. I know you kind of threw Jamar Jefferson in there and a few others. Uh that has nothing to do with numbers. Yes, Jamar went on and moved on, and that's great for him. It was time, and he wanted to go. There's plenty of quarterbacks for Oregon State. There's plenty of everybody. It's just that they had uh, some late roster mm-hmm. issues. In fact, Jonathan Smith refers to it when he has the post-game uh, conversation with the uh, media, talking about, okay, you know the, the, you know, the list I gave to you. These are all the guys, and, and um, just kind of making reference to the fact that they were down a lot of numbers. That's really one of the reasons why I think there wasn't this big produced scrimmage of half these guys, half those guys in a big show. It was more of a, hey, if the people want to come in and watch our last practice, that's great. And they did, and Jonathan loved it. He he, he loved it. So, it's not. It's not that the numbers that everybody's leaving and there's no one left and they're not mm-hmm. going to make a bowl game. I think personally, it's the opposite. I know you know um, you know Hamica and 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 Jamar moving on is a big blow, but there's some great running backs behind him coming in. I know we've heard a lot about uh, this Fenwick kid from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited about in football, and despite Jamar Jefferson moving on, there's going to be someone that, you know, replaces him. It's just, it's the nature of college sports. Just when you think, I mean, how many times, Steven Jackson, oh, we're never, it's never going to happen. And then along comes Dwight Wright, along comes, well, he was already there, but along comes Jaquiz. Evenson Bernard. Evanston Bernard, and then Jaquiz, and so on and so forth. Um.
0: But in the scrimmage, just... To clarify the number, Doug, and anyone else, if you're, I think most of you probably saw this. If you were following the news about the Beaver Spring scrimmage, if you watched any of it, I'm sure that Yogi and Nigel, I've taped it, haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, me too. But talked about the, these were the players that missed the scrimmage, and this was found out fairly late Saturday morning, mm-hmm. just ahead of when the scrimmage was going to begin. When everyone learned that the following student athletes, football student athletes would miss the scrimmage due to COVID nineteen testing results and contact tracing protocols. Here was the list. John Tay Allen, Alex Austin, Zariah Beeson, Silas Bolden, Michael Earhart, Ryan Frankie, Ben Gulbranson, Addison Gums, Joe Jenkins, Malik Kelly, John McCartan, Isaiah Newell, Brian Nitha-Langsey, and Jordan Whitley. That's a lot. I didn't count the number. But and that changes plans hitters. considerably, right?
1: And those are heavy hitters. Those are big. A lot names. of them are
0: some big names in there. Zariah's had a tremendous spring. Right. Isaiah Newell, the running back, has had a very good spring, according
1: to observers. And so has Vidlac, and a lot of people wanted to see what he can do. So I liked Vidlac, by the way. Yeah, I know. I liked what
0: I saw, uh-huh. and I'm wondering if any of you saw enough of uh, of Sam at work. Chance Nolan may have thrown the best ball of the day in the highlight of the scrimmage. Luke Musgrave going up in traffic at the goal line, and Chance threw it. He high hand. I mean, a perfect spot where only his big mm-hmm. tight end could get it, and Luke went up and got it. The coverage was fine, and Nolan threw a strike, and Luke got it for the most exciting play, I think, of the scrimmage. But just watching Vidlac spin it, I was trying to, you know, hoping that there would be an analytics guy telling me what the spin rate was because <laughs> it comes out well. It comes out of his yeah. hand, a tight, good-looking spiral, John. I, and I like the way he threw the ball. So that, for me, just watching him visually was
1: lot of, one of the highlights. A lot of people have talked about his upside. Of course, Musgrave. In fact, let's hear a little okay. bit of, of Luke Musgrave from I uh, even having afterward. even have those limited
18: fans. Um I don't know what the number was, but it was, uh, it was a much better feeling than what it was in this 2020 season. So uh, we were all really happy to have them out there. And uh, the energy was just no, uh, noticeably higher with those fans. What did you feel like you got out of today? Um, I mean, we, we all just got out of today just kind of going live and uh, having like more of a game atmosphere. That's um, probably... Um, the biggest takeaway is having those fans there, uh, being able to go live, uh, a little bit more of a game situation, um, and just being able to, you know, feed off the fans' energy and and uh, and
19: play hard. Did it feel as competitive as it would during a normal game or normal scrimmage situation? Is it possible kind of gauge that?
18: Um, uh, as in a normal game against another team, you're saying. I mean, it probably wasn't quite that competitive, given we, you know, we were thud tempo in the in the red or in the in the uh, two minute, and uh, you know, we're not out there to hurt each other, but uh, it was pretty close. You could say it was probably pretty comparable to a spring game, uh, especially those uh, live periods at the end.
9: You had the you had the one touchdown of the day. Um, just kind of talk you through talk through that that play. What happened?
18: Oh, well, uh, it was just more of a a great, great pass and great protection than anything. Uh, I was able to, you know, kind of get open. Uh, It was really good coverage by AJ, I believe it was. And um, and, uh, I was just able to get a ball, and Chance was able to get a ball where uh, only I could catch it. And, you know, uh, the cards fell that I caught it. Uh, I think it was uh, overall really good and good protection that he could get that ball away. And everything uh, just kind of worked out. And. Like, uh, for lack of a better term, got a little bit lucky on that ball. Luke, what did
9: you guys? What did you guys learn from this spring? Just the, the five weeks of spring ball about this about this team.
18: Um, I think this team works really well together. Um, we got a lot of good camaraderie. Um, I know the tight ends room. Uh, we got a really we're a really tight room, and uh, we we. Uh, I think this whole team is pretty tight and uh, we're uh, ready to go battle together um, come fall. What's
0: funny. Oh,
1: I think he's done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's funny to me about the the touchdown play that the competitive nature of these coaches, I don't know how how many of you saw how much they showed on TV, the, the one-on-one games with different one-on-one matchups in Uh the midfield with a D lineman or a D tackle or a D end or a linebacker trying to cover a receiver coming out of the backfield. One-on-one matchups. That was a fun kind of drill that energized both the offensive and defensive sides, and I think the fans really enjoyed it too. That was a fun wrinkle that I hadn't seen before. Maybe they've done it before in spring games, but I don't remember it. It's been so long. I like that, but the competitive nature When Luke went up and caught that ball, and as he said, Chance put it in the perfect spot where only he, Luke, could get it, Mm -hmm. Alton Julian in coverage. I think he said A.J. in referring to Alton Julian, but uh, as soon as... Luke went up and caught it. Blue Adams, who was Alton's position coach, is standing behind the goalpost near where the touchdown occurred. And he's he's given it <laughs> the, the push-off sign that the only way that happened yeah. is Luke shoved off a little bit to separate, <laughs> Well, which um, I laughed at. But Blue was serious. He pushed off on my guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he wanted to say, my guy right. did his job. Exactly. My guy did his job. Let's hear a little of Jonathan Smith okay, sure.
17: here. Yeah. Uh, Howdy guys, Um, well that was fun stuff, Uh, you know a good way to finish really in the five weeks of work we've we've been able to accomplish a bunch Uh, it's been fun coaching these guys watching them uh, you know compete and play and work together and uh, so I thought it was an awesome finish today with what we were able to get done I did want to make an emphasis on a couple situations I want to be smart with roster you guys got a list in regards to, you know, unavailable player here or there. And so uh, I was pleased, really, with the work we got done and the situations. And then to to finish it off with Hodge changing his life, uh, I thought that it was unique and fun. The guys got a, a total kick out of that. It was a surprise to majority of the roster. I think he had told the D-line room uh, that he was going to get engaged there. And, and I know you guys will hear from, here in a, from him in a little bit. So anyhow, really pleased with how it went to get today. And really the the five weeks spring ball jonathan what did you learn out of what, what you saw today today i was pleased with the physicality of the defensive front uh i thought we tackled well for the most part um you know i thought it was competitive and i was appreciative of that effort of those guys flying around uh, i learned that i missed the atmosphere of a stadium with with fans in it that was awesome great crowd appreciate uh Beaver nation coming out and, uh, this game is fun. I mean, the band's playing, we got music going, there's uh, energy coming from a fan base. And so I learned that I, I definitely missed that over the last two years.
9: When, when did you, uh, when did you know all these guys were going to be out and did you have to kind of retool what you were going to do today?
17: Yeah. You know yep. Uh, a few of them now are really outside of, uh, I don't know details, but 14 days of quarantine, but it still takes a day or two to work themselves back in. And so we, this list had slowly been building. Um, And so as we got within a couple of days of this, this Saturday, we knew we'd wanted to, we adjusted a few few things and, and keep it, kept it nice and tight. Did think we got a lot of good work done, but didn't put a position group or two at risk for, you know, taking too many reps.
19: Just to clarify, all fourteen of those guys; those were due to COVID. None of those were injured-related.
17: Correct. Just the protocol of it. Whether we got a couple of positives, high contacts, and again, guys returning from their 14 days.
9: As as far as long-term injuries go, any anyone from spring who could be out,
17: you know, start of fall camp. Not. Um, I don't believe so. You know, we got uh, Dylan Black. has been dealing with something with his wrist um, that he he'll, he'll end up probably having surgery on next week. There's a chance he could be late a day or two of camp, but not the entire thing. Um, and so, outside of that, no no long term injuries that currently will keep him out of August.
19: Position wise, was it was it mainly just the wideouts that limited what you guys could do today, or there, was there another group that I can't think of this? Kind
17: of hit right. Hard. That was a key factor. Um, there's a couple of groups that really were too deep um, total. Like, you know, and so the biggest one for sure was Deceivers, um, you know, with the two quarterbacks thing got us down to just two guys there. Um, and so in general, I was really pleased with five weeks of work, how much we've gotten done. It didn't, didn't feel like we needed to push the envelope just today um, with that. So that's why we kept it nice and tight. And again, I thought we got great work done today.
9: What did you what did you mostly learn about this team over the five weeks of spring practice?
17: you know um, I do think we got a tight-knit group you know watching them compete day in and day out uh, they they got after each other but with a mutual respect I learned that we got some great leadership on this team uh, a couple of guys you, you know you heard from Luke already you hear from Hodge here in a second we got some good leadership on this team I think that shows. Uh, being around them every other day uh, spring practice-wise. Um, I think we're, we're more physical defensively, just across the board. I've learned that through now in, in spring ball is an emphasis for us, made some tweaks in how we want to approach tackling, and I think it showed up, and I learned that about this team.
0: Interesting. That- tweaks is how do we appro- how we approach tackling it's a tough job it's a tough business in terms well, of how physical can you go but the approach tweaked how that may look in the summer and fall I don't know but it clearly needs to be it was better last year in the short sample size it was better than the year before but yeah. it's 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 got to take another step now
1: Well one of the answers was you know well, to well what are you guys doing to get better well you know watching a lot of film but we all know that tackling has to be done on the field however the NCAA has come out and said that they're they're considering which they'll probably do really limiting live tackling and practices starting this upcoming season yeah. I, and so how
0: do, how does how do you get better at it when right you're suddenly thrown into when you're not doing it on a regular basis and now in a game at full
1: speed you got to get that guy and down. I we were always taught and I've seen examples and lived examples of the truth of this statement. And that is, if you're not going full speed, you get hurt. Yeah. If one guy is and you're not, but if two guys are going full speed, it could look like the worst collision in the world and both bounce up and they're fine. But if one guy's, even if you're going three quarter speed, you get hurt that way.
0: We'll take a break on that note. He referenced, you're going to hear from Hodge here in a minute, referring to Isaac Hodgins, who had a life-changing moment, a sweet moment, and a tremendous way to culminate spring drills for 2021. So we'll hear from Isaac Hodgins and his big moment at Reese. The other thing, too, did any of you see, I hadn't seen it before, on the Pac-12 Networks, a very well-produced piece on the Beavers' win in the rivalry game with... Uh, audio from ESPN, a little bit from yours truly, but just to the inside, the feel and the joy of that win over Oregon, I was reminded of how big it was, how great it was, and how much those guys celebrated it and enjoyed it in the, in the immediate aftermath, in the locker room, a well-produced piece that aired on the Pac-12 networks. I hope some of you saw that too. Let's break and come back on 1240 Joe Radio.
16: COVID has changed a lot of things in our lives, and it can be hard for anyone. If you're struggling to cope, you don't have to go it alone. There's strength in reaching out. When you call the Safe and Strong Helpline, you can find support in your community. It's free and private, so your information won't be shared. Call 800-923-HELP to connect with someone who's ready to listen and who cares. That's 800-923-4357. We're stronger in community.
14: Howdy, folks. Linda McHenry here to tell you what you need to know about Eats and Treats Cafe in Paloma. We serve up just darn good comfort food, serious barbecue, and amazing baked goods from our on-premise bakery. And we serve it up in three different ways. Take out order with curbside pickup, dine inside with advanced reservations, and alfresco dining outside along our covered breezeway. That's Eats and Treats Cafe on the corners of 17th and Main Streets in Philomath.
10: Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beeves.
5: Have you tried to trade in or sell your RV? Was the offer from the RV dealer embarrassingly low? Guarantee we'll give you $500 if we can't beat any Oregon dealer's written offer on your late model RV in good condition.
6: My name is Tanya, and I live in Harrisburg. We used our trailer a few times last fall, and it was just too small for our family. Guarantee made us a good faith offer for our RV that we couldn't refuse. Now we have the perfect RV, and the kids love the bunk beds.
5: Trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, they all qualify for cash for campers.
7: My name is Chet, and I live in Eugene. Guarantee made it so easy. They picked up my old RV and swapped it out for a brand new one with plenty of storage and a beautiful new kitchen. Uh, they even paid off my existing loan.
5: Text sell my RV to 55678 for special offers or visit Guarantee.com. That's sell my RV to 55678. Guarantee RV. Here to help you sell or trade your RV with no hassles and
0: no gimmicks.
1: Yes, it so yes, it can. You're going to hear, time.
0: yeah, the the rate. We got to change the. It's all about rate. the rate. Now we're going to hear from the first question you're about to hear in this next segment of fun with audio is <laughs> Nick Daschle asking in an unusual manner for him because he's usually fairly deliberate. And uh, Jonathan, when did you you know? Get yeah. him? he's got that little bit of a tone to him. Here he just goes right to it. With Isaac Hodgins, and so the context of this is, if you weren't there, or didn't see it. Isaac, at the end of spring uh, spring drills, proposed to his girlfriend Taylor at the middle of the field, and I'll just spoiler alert: she said yes. <laughs> and is she there in the video with? She
1: them? is now. Just to let everybody know where we're getting this audio, it's it's a it's a video in the Jack and Ginny Wilborn media room where the camera is pointed right to the podium that coach smith talks to us on when we're there live and we can see them and then they're looking back at a at a computer that has you know the the uh, the zoom and then it all runs through a really nice microphone i wish all the sports would do that and
0: including the trailblazers (laughs)
1: yeah including the trailblazers so isaac is is at the podium with his now fiance. She, she was brought in, and she's smiling <laughs> from ear to ear. And so they're awaiting the first question. And Nick asks, the "Yes, the
0: first. Here we go."
9: All right, Isaac. When did you when did you hatch this
20: scheme? Mm. I think. I mean. Spent a few weeks now in the in the works, just like thinking about it, talking about it with Isaiah and um just my whole family and just seeing what the best route to be was. And then brought it to Coach Smith last week. And you know, him and DVD helped me out a lot with with everything. So it was just a blessing to have them around. T- Taylor, was it was it was it a surprise or not?
9: Did you kind of know or
12: no? It was a surprise. I was like kind of like Wondering like okay, I'm going onto the field for just picture. Okay, cool, but you know, everything was surprise. I'm so happy and excited. So I'm really excited.
19: I was like, what what were the nerves in the kind of minutes leading up to this?
20: I was nervous from five a m the moment I woke up. I just was sitting there, just I was nervous about the spring game and about this. So just it was just com- compounded uh nervousness basically so I I I wasn't nervous anymore after you know everyone started celebrating but I I was nervous all the way up to that point
19: could you even concentrate on the game during those last couple (laughs) plays or
20: man I I could I could but it was hard you know I was just like thinking about it a lot but I mean I was able to you know business and 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 concentrate on my on my game
9: How, how, how long have you guys been going out
20: Believe it or not, this is gonna be what three months almost now? three months. Yeah, we we're both Christians, so Christians we we usually move kind of fast, <laughs> you know, because uh, we've got to keep the marriage bed pure. So <laughs> T- Taylor, you're from Stanford.
14: You go I am. To
9: Stanford. Hey, what what year are you there?
12: I'm a senior.
9: And you're what 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 are you studying?
12: I'm studying human biology um, with a focus in human
6: physiology and sport performance.
9: She's a lot smarter than me.
6: <laughs>
9: I was gonna. I was. I wasn't gonna say that. I just assumed. That. <laughs> you
20: guys could tell. You
19: guys could tell. How often are you able to be out in Corvallis? You've been living out here. Is this kind of your first time visiting? How did that work?
12: <laughs> well, I've always like come here to like compete and everything. So definitely gonna be making a whole lot more trips out here. You know, support my fiance and everything. So I'm looking forward to it.
9: Did, uh, did it, did it seem like most of the guys on the team were surprised? I know some of your line, the linemen knew, but did a lot of guys seem
18: surprised?
20: Yeah. I mean, a lot of dudes were surprised. I mean, even in the locker room, like leading up a couple of days, they overheard me saying I was going to propose. They're like, you got a girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> so they're, uh, you know, they're just surprised. About the whole thing, then I'm sure there's people who didn't even know any of this was happening, and were like, "Wait, what?" So, yeah.
9: Uh, from a football standpoint, what did what did you get? What did you learn today about your team?
20: I I just learned that we could just go out and compete no matter you know what the circumstances are. You know, we're light in bodies today, and just. You know, everyone just still had that eagerness and urge to want to go and compete, rather than just say, "Oh, well, we're not really having a full spring game, so we'll just take it easy." Like, no, everyone competed to the to the last whistle. So that was good.
19: Did it feel kind of bizarre at this point to have fans back in the crowd?
0: Maybe
1: not. Maybe bizarre. All right, the we'll right just word. end it there. Yeah, I. Uh, There's I'm one sure question I wanted to see asked.
0: I would like to have asked, and that is. What, if she comes up here to compete for Stanford, yeah. what, what sport is it? How'd, Secondly, how did they meet? meet in the first place? If she's at Stanford, he's here. Now... He's from the the Bay Area. I mean, they, you know, but they've only been dating three months. Yeah, it's but she like... looks
1: like an athlete, and I was thinking asking the, of asking the question, which this isn't yeah. live, uh, bef- well before it even came up. Like, are, are you an athlete as well? Right. And, and
0: but what? How did they meet? Then being on different, games? yeah, that would have been yeah. my the, the one curiosity, and maybe we'll find out in the fall.
1: Yeah, good for him.
0: But moving quickly. Ah, uh,
1: three months. As a dad, I want to say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Pump the brakes here, but, but good form. Hey,
0: yeah, now time is, uh, somebody might know the answer to that question. We're down to five seconds. I know, seconds. but we may find out just for our own edification after the show. We'll see you tomorrow. All well set, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on?
3: This is KEJO Corvallis.
6: Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID.
0: 1240
15: Joe Radio.